Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome. Welcome. Warriors wrap up. Wrap Bad luck. Curry takes another three. It's up and good. He's got 62. On 95.7, the game. Pass to Wiseman off the pick and he flies in for a dunk. Jam. Oh, by Oubre. He caught it right at the restricted area and slammed it home with a left hand. Here's John Dickinson and Ryan Covey. Curry off an Oubre screen. Gets doubled. Mitchell falls down. Curry dribbles. Throws cross-court to Wiggins, catch and shoot, three, got it! How did Curry see Wiggins? Wow, his ninth assist. I'm calling it. Yeah, and calling it was the right call. Incredible pass from Stephen Curry. He and Draymond Green set the tone on Steph's 33rd birthday, and the Warriors get a signature win for this season as they beat the team with the best record in the NBA. That's right, the Utah Jazz. 131 to 119 Warriors with the win they avoid dipping below 500 for the first time since New Year's night and they stop the four game losing streak Ryan Covey best game of the year for Andrew Wiggins I'm throwing that out there right off the top yep. and man James Wiseman and Jordan Poole excellent in this ball game uh who saw that one coming I thought the Warriors would be competitive today but I did not see that coming yeah, no, they they showed a lot of resolve today, J.D., and clearly they weren't happy with how the second half started, kind of, uh, you know, on the heels of how the first half ended. They needed something to feel good about, and they needed a complete team win tonight, and sometimes, you know, taking on the measuring stick uh, can show you a lot about your basketball team. They knew nothing but their best effort today was going to suffice, and, you know, a lot of different guys stepped up, and, and as you mentioned, I mean, Andrew Wiggins, his two-way game was on point today, and the thing that I really liked about Wiggins' game for a, a lot of the afternoon, J.D., he wasn't overly reliant on the three. He was really aggressive. Uh, he saw some matchups that he really liked. And then even defensively, you know, when they switched him out on Donovan Mitchell, I know Mitchell ended up getting uh, right around his average, but Wiggins made him work for every bit of that, you know, on 18 shots. And uh, he just, I, I thought Wiggins had a spectacular game. And then, you know, Jordan Poole uh, it, it, with that second unit, not so good in the second quarter. They, they got a little footing uh, towards the later part of that first shift. But then in the fourth quarter, uh, after getting off to a shaky start, they really dialed in, and, and Poole was scoring to the point where Steve Kerr just rode him out and, and let him close out the game, and I thought that he really earned that. So great team win for these guys, and they needed it. Yeah, they definitely needed it. 888-957-9570. We're with you here until 5 o'clock on 95.7 The Game uh, as the Warriors get the victory in this one. Now 20-19 and 19 on the season. We talked on the pregame about the energy level and the intensity from the jump with the early game, the one o'clock game, that's going to feel like a noon game because of the time change. 
and you had to bring it. And, and we saw the last time that these two teams played, Utah got off to a 14 to nothing lead. They knocked down four three-pointers in the first five possessions uh, that they had. And the Warriors had it. Like, you could tell. Steph was hunting shots early. The defense was there early. Draymond was rebounding and flying around and had zip to his game. Uh, it, it, Wiggins in attack mode. Like, there was a different... There was just a different intensity to the Warriors right off the top that that showed the Jazz that, look, they weren't going to be messed with today. They may not win the game because ultimately the Jazz are still having a hell of a season themselves, but they were going to be right there with them. And I, I think that whether it was the blowout loss or the losing streak or the desperation or whatever it was, they get a lot of credit, but it's it's the best players that set the tone. And, and the Warriors' three best players – Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Andrew Wiggins all in their own way set that tone today. No question. Draymond, his second straight triple-double at the Chase Center. Obviously, that game against Charlotte was the last time, and Draymond had played so well in that game. So uh, just a, a terrific game for him. And, you know, also you throw the four steals in there, just one turnover for Draymond in 36 minutes. That was the kind of effort that I called for in the pregame from Draymond Green. They were going to need that. Uh, you know, clearly being that guy that can help them get stops defensively and, and anchor that part of it, but also when they get out in transition, making the right read, making the right pass, the 12 Times. Steph Curry was just active as all get out. I mean, 32 points, knocks down six threes in the basketball game. Also, nine assists for him. So um, it was it was an MVP caliber performance for Steph. And you know, we saw at, at times during the game the way that the the size of Utah could really bother the Golden State Warriors. I mean, Gobert a career high 28 rebounds. Uh, Derek Favors his ability to uh, to manipulate shots, even though he ultimately got worn out on the defensive end. But uh, you know, it was just one of those games where the Warriors knew where they could find the, the advantage in the little margins, and I thought that the passing was really crisp. Uh, and they knocked down open shots, right, J.D.? I mean, I think it was the great Mark Jackson that said long ago, it's a make-or-miss league, right? Warriors shot 56% overall, 51% for three-point range, and look at here. They end up making one more three than the Utah Jazz today. That was one of the keys in the pregame. Uh, just make more threes than the Utah Jazz, and they were able to do that as well today. So um, everything, you know, the stars kind of aligned. They were, they were due for a big-time uh, performance, but it was a lot of different guys stepping up. And then, of course, you tip your cap to the Young Bucks as well. Uh, I mean, Jordan Poole, he got that YOLO about him, J.D. He just he wants to shoot, and as long as you make it, it's all good, baby. No problem. Yeah, the Warriors did a, a couple of big things in this game, and we'll get to Jordan Poole. But, yeah, to outmake the Jazz from three-point range, the Jazz are making 17 a game from distance and doing it at basically a 40% clip. So to, to, to outmake them from three is one thing, but to hold the Jazz to 34% when they had been just a tick under 40, 39.8 going into this game, that's a big-time knock. And the Jazz also have one of the best benches in the NBA. And, and to your point about Jordan Poole, and also James Wiseman, who had a real quiet but effective 16 to go with Poole's 18 in this one. The Warriors bench outscored the Jazz bench 51-36. to And again, you, know, Jordan, you mentioned Donovan Mitchell. Jordan Clarkson's another guy. 21 points, but 23 shots for Jordan Clarkson. They made him work uh, in this one. Two things I wouldn't have thought the Warriors would have done going into this. Outmake the Jazz from three and outscore 
their bench, the Jazz have been as good as any team in the league at both of those things. No doubt. And look, Utah's deep as hell. We know that. And, you know, it, it really, at least on this day, uh, affirms Steve Kerr's decision to give some of these younger guys some more run. I mean, look, you know, Damian Lee hadn't popped off for 18 in a while. Certainly, even Nico Mannion in his 12 minutes, they, you know, it wasn't the best run for him, but he seems to be getting a little bit more comfortable, probably giving you a little bit more than want to make a right now um i think the 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 role for jordan Poole will probably be the one that you know could potentially get expanded going forward i mean they just need scoring right i mean it's the nba like steph curry can't just carry the load offensively every night you i love the contributions that you're getting from wiggins where you know you can just pencil him in for basically his average on a nightly basis but there's certain nights where you just need some scoring off of that bench and the the best teams in the nba have it I mean, you look at this team in the Utah Jazz, Jordan Clarkson, probably the sixth man, Joe Ingles. We know he can fill it up. So uh, they've got plenty of options there. And the Warriors, you know, if they're going to get this season back on track and and make a push for the playoffs, bench scoring is going to need to be at the forefront of that. And, uh, you know, on different nights, it'll be different guys, right? I mean, we've seen Bazemore. He's led the team in three-point percentage for most of the year. Pascal's had his moments. Uh, Certainly, James Weissman, it's been a work in progress, but he can give you double figures at any time. But Jordan Poole just seems to be that wing scorer, uh, and certainly he's making the most of his opportunity. Well, and the part that I like about Jordan Poole's game the most is is say what you want, and he played well in the game where the Warriors punted and, and, and decided they were going to let the young guys play and rest people going into the break in Phoenix. He played well in that game, but, but this is one of the, the, the first, maybe the first time in his career, to be perfectly honest, because you could make the case anything he did last year, considering the circumstances, was extremely low stakes. This is the first time in Jordan Poole's career where on a team that expects to win in a very specific role, he made an impact against a good team, but on top of it. So like in in many ways, you could say this is the best game of Jordan Poole's career. Uh, Not the most he's ever scored. uh, You know, maybe not the most dynamic he's necessarily ever been, but, but he was creative and he also was a knockdown shooter too. Uh, You know, there's this, debate about combo guard does he need to have the ball in his hands more you know if he can be somebody that you can play with Steph Curry from time to time then that adds another dimension to this thing but but the big tip of the cap for me to Jordan Poole it's first time in his career that he's done it with some stakes and and I think that's the part that I'm going to take away uh from this one above uh, uh, all else because he's he's flashed before but it's always been kind of yeah he flashed but it, you know, either either the Warriors themselves are kind of playing meaningless games or he's been in positions where the Warriors have been playing some meaningless games. So I, I think today is a major step for Jordan Poole on, on the positive front. Let's get to Priest uh, on the phone lines at 888-957-9570. Priest gets us tipped off here on Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Priest? Hey, thanks for telling, taking my call, fellas. Listen. This is what I've been trying to say to you guys for a minute, man, about Nico Mannion and Jordan Poole. Is these kids, I watched them meticulously down in the G. Okay? Jordan Poole has serious upside. This kid can attack the basket and finish. And I'm, t- I'm telling you, man, he's got an array of moves that are just I mean, it's highlight stuff, man. Nico Mannion, for me, is the only true point guard on this team. He can, his playmaking ability 
you've got to you've got to give this kid a chance. And I'm telling you because he has talent. He, it's there. He has it. He's got high IQ. He and the thing that I like about him, he goes well with pool in the backcourt. But more importantly, with Wiseman at center, he's the only, probably the only player besides uh, Draymond that knows how to uh, uh, get Wiseman the ball entry, whether it's on the bounce or in the air. He just has that art about him. And he has a floater that's it's knocked down, man. These two kids, that backcourt is what made the G League team go on a nine-game run. Yep. When they yeah. brought them back to the big team, that's when they got beat. I'm telling you, no. that's a that's that's a backcourt for the future. So I'm excited <laughs> about this team in ways that people just don't talk about. If we sure. just get Chris back, you know. Thanks, Priest. Pre- appreciate the call, man. Uh, look, I, I, today was the template for Steve Kerr. And I, I don't want to over-glorify Poole and Mannion. Cause I think, and I also don't want to over-glorify how well the bench group played because it really is two different stories today. Poole was excellent. Wiseman was really good. The bench group as a whole was shaky as hell at the like in the second quarter especially, but even at the top of the fourth quarter. Like and, and they did just enough. And look, Jordan Poole knocked down a couple of threes. Nico Mannion knocked down a three in the second quarter to salvage what was really set up to be a pretty bad shift. And at the start of the fourth quarter, you're thinking, man, you really hope that that they can just hold on to the lead. I know the like just hold on to the lead, get Steph back in, and they did to their credit, but barely. And, you know, there's going to be games, especially against the best team in the NBA, where if that game had gotten away from the Warriors and they had lost as well as they had played, and it had basically been because the second unit had done just a little bit less than they did uh, to, to salvage those two stretches, it would have been the kind of thing that, that, that maybe could alter a season and send a team into a, into a big-time further tailspin. So uh, for their sake, I'm glad it didn't happen. Uh, Poole was excellent, and Wiseman, those two in particular, deserve a ton of credit. And I'm interested in seeing more of Jordan Poole, but I don't want to overstate it either because it was it was pretty tumultuous in both shifts. Yeah, and we keep lumping Poole and Mannion in the same yes. boat as if they're the same player. Jordan Poole's got a year of NBA experience on him, okay? So Jordan Poole should be further ahead, and he is. And I'm more excited about Jordan Poole at this stage than I Correct. am about Nico Mannion. Could Nico Mannion be a quality point guard in the NBA someday? Potentially, but I think Jordan Poole is ready to contribute as a bench scorer for this Warriors team like right now. Now, he still needs to clean up the defensive aspects of his game, and and you're right, J.D. I mean, look, the Jazz, they had a couple opportunities. Ingles missed a three that would have given them a lead. I remember Clarkson missed a three when they were down one. Uh, Utah was never able to get the lead, and every time they would chip away, chip away, the Warriors would have a little bit of pushback. But, hey, that's you're playing the Utah Jazz. You know, you're not playing the Orlando Magic. So, um, you, you know, they're going to make their runs. They're deep. They score. They hit threes. They're, they're the best at hitting the three, and they're the best at defending the three. Like, that's, that's a pretty steep hill to climb for the Golden State Warriors. So, they get credit for that it was never going to be easy you're also snapping a four-game skid in the process so uh just the fact that they got over the line and then ended up closing out this game they deserve all the credit in the world now here come the lakers 
Now, here come the Lakers. Let's keep it moving on the phone lines, 888-957-9570. Eric in Milbray is up next here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Eric. What's up, fellas? Yeah, uh, man, one of the most impressive wins of the season. Uh, you know, with the Warriors reeling here, you got the, the, the record-wise the best team in, in, the, in the NBA. And to come out like they did today was, was out, damn outstanding, especially with Curry uh, turning 33 today. As uh, you guys mentioned, it, uh, besides Curry, Draymond was outstanding. Wiggins probably played one of his best games of the season. Loved what he did. And uh, really intrigued by Poole. Wanamaker definitely out of the rotation with Lee. Uh, Jordan Poole, I think this kid can be a player. Give Nico Mannion that backup point guard position. Wiseman was, uh, had a, another breakout game today. So if this bench guy, which has been the Achilles heel of this team, throughout the season can play, not uh, probably not going to get efforts like this night and night out, somewhat close to this, I think they can they can solidify themselves as a legit playoff team because when you can beat a Utah team who, you know, rarely gets outplayed like they did today, especially in a shootout, uh, that really tells you what you need to know about this, this Warriors team. So I think this is maybe a turning point uh, in their season, especially with that, that skid they were on. And obviously now you got another tough task, uh, the Lakers, who I think they can win that game because the Lakers really haven't been playing that well without Anthony Davis. So I think tomorrow should be a win for the Warriors at home against an underperforming <laughs> Warriors team. And then you've got Rockets who are just, you know, in a mess right now. That should be another win. So Pencil them in for a dub. All right. <laughs> that, hey, thanks, Eric. Pre- appreciate the call there, man. I, the, the one that needs to be a win is the game against Houston. No and, and look, that that's not going to be an easy game. I haven't looked at Houston, who they've got in between. Uh, uh, the their last game and, and when they play the Warriors on they're Wednesday. Yeah, they're playing tonight. Yeah, I know and, that. and I'm I'm of the I'm of the ilk. I hope whoever the hell they're playing that they win. And I like because because right. to me the last because the one thing we know about this Warriors team and I don't want to get too far ahead and they've been actually really good this year against against the lesser opponents. Uh, and and I'm looking at at some of my numbers here in my notes. Uh, Warriors are 12 and four against sub 500 teams. They did pick up a win against an above 500 team today. So now eight. 8 and 15 uh, against above 500 teams. So the Warriors haven't had those slip ups, but uh, the game you got to get among the next two is the game in Houston. Now, look, right. you, you feel great about taking your chances coming off a big win uh, against the Lakers team that isn't going to have Davis, isn't going to have Gasol, isn't going to have Caruso. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're shorthanded compared to, to what, uh, you know, you typically see. Uh, and, but look, they're a handful. They still got LeBron. They're going to be problematic. Let's sneak in uh, Larry in, in the city. Larry, you're up next here on, on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hi. Uh, yeah, it was really a, a better game today all the way around, and I'm really happy to see what the second unit is doing. But I think we've got to pump the brakes a little bit because now there's some tape on how they play. And, um, you know, coaches are going to be scheming a little bit for those second unit uh, scorers now. Yeah. I think that's a great point. Thanks, Larry. I mean, I'm a little reluctant to say the second unit won yeah. them the game today. No Poole question. Poole and Wiseman helped them win the game today, along with Curry, Draymond, and Wiggins, the three best players on the team. Like, everybody gets credit. It was a great team win, but it was really those five players more than any collective unit. 
Hundred percent. I mean, that's it. That's and that's what you need, right? You need your best players to lead the way against elite competition, and you need some other guys to step up and help out along the way. And it just happened to coincide with some guys that we could also see being a a part of the plan next year, and quite frankly, need to be a part of the plan next year. You know, if it's you know it, when when Brad Wanamaker, if you ever had a big game, had a big game, what does that mean, right? Going forward, doesn't mean a whole lot. It's in a vacuum. Uh, Jordan Poole, James Wiseman, these guys have big games. That's something that you hang your hat on and think, okay, now now that's now. The, the plan begins to uh, to come into focus a little bit for next year. Just by the way, I know we're up against it, but uh, Houston has got Boston today, and then they host Atlanta <laughs> on Tuesday. So most likely oh, wow. they will be on a an elongated losing streak when the Dubs hit town. <laughs> wow. It could be a 17-game losing streak by the time That's the all. Warriors uh, get in there on Wednesday. And the Warriors getting them on a second of a back-to-back, too, which is another added bonus uh, for Golden State. All right, uh, we'll go ahead and pause. Uh, We'll come back. We'll hear from the head coach, Steve Kerr. We'll hear from the birthday boy, Stephen Curry, as well, as Steph goes for 32 on his 33rd birthday, 6 of 9 from 3. Excellent effort uh, from Stephen Curry in this ballgame. Triple-double for Draymond Green, and the Warriors avoid the five-game losing streak. They beat the Jazz, the team with the best record in the NBA, 131 to 119. More Warriors wrap up straight ahead, right here with JD and Covey on 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Draymond cross-court to Curry. He's open, takes a dribble, fades to his left, and hits another three! Curry putting on a first-quarter show. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, three of Stephen Curry's 32 on his 33rd birthday, and the Warriors get a win, 131-119. to They beat the team with the best record in 
the National Basketball Association as they win over the Jazz uh, in this one to improve themselves now to 20 and 19. 888-957-9570, the phone number if you want to jump on the line here. Warriors wrap up with JD and Covey. Uh, nice to see Stephen Curry have a, a little bit of a bounce back game. He, he struggled coming out of the break uh, against the Clippers. You know it's never going to be for long, Covey, but... Right. But he was hunting shots, man. He was aggressive. He he and Draymond both. I mean, Wiggins it was the third. I mean, attacking the rim, not settling for jumpers. Although, you look at Wiggins, three of four from three. Good things happen when Andrew Wiggins makes a high percentage of his threes. That That's just plain and simple. But uh, I think the Warriors need to make a concerted effort, especially with Steph. I know Draymond can be hit or miss, and we've been all over that one both ways. But I think Steph has to... Be aggressive early in games more often than not. That's usually a telltale sign of if it's going to be a good night for the Warriors as well, even if he's not making them. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he's he's Steph Curry, right? He's their best player by far and away. He's the most dangerous offensive weapon. He can create his own offense. Uh, and certainly when, when he runs off those screens with Draymond, uh, he can create. I love it when they use him as the the screener and then he rolls off of that because he could get lost in those situations kind of run a double screen yeah uh, Steph gets a lot of open looks that way um he's just he, like you said man he's 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 dog the bounty hunter he's Steph the three hunter like he's always looking to, to initiate his offense and when he's in aggressive mode like that it bodes well for the Warriors and I think we've seen too JD because the Warriors don't have a ton of firepower now now they've shown uh, the ability in a couple of games to come back from big deficits but you know how it goes in the NBA. You don't live with the uh, the 15, 20-point comeback. That's not sustainable long-term in any stretch. So for the Warriors to get off the good starts and just show that, okay, on any given night, like, okay, we're in this game, right? Because, you know, the Laker game, the, you know, the Clipper game recently, certainly the Suns game, there's been games the first time they played Utah where they just get run out early, and then you know it's, okay, you know, pack it in. Well, I guess we'll yeah. see you in 48 hours whenever they play again. So getting off to a good start is key, and then their confidence begins to roll off that. Then they've got something to protect as opposed to something to chase. Uh, and and they just, I think they approach the game from a whole different mindset at that point. So, yeah, getting off to a, a good start for this team is massively important. We talk about it before every game, and getting Steph off to a good start usually coincides with that. So it makes a lot of sense. And I think it also, and, and I we mentioned this in, in Warriors Live before the game, I also think when Steph initiates its go time, I think he pulls Draymond along, in part because the Warriors are more in the game, because you touched on something key uh, in the pregame, and it's on those nights where maybe the Warriors get down, it does look like Draymond just, all right, that's it. We don't have it tonight. I'm just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save my energy for another night. We do have it. It's almost as if Steph pulls him along. Like, hey, no, tonight we're going. He can see it. And then you get the A++ effort from Draymond. Tonight was an A++ effort game. And I'm not, you know, I'm a little more reluctant to question Draymond's intensity on a regular basis. Maybe it could just be that he can't bring it every night. But whether it was him, you know, yakking about all the COVID testing or whatever. I like a, an angry, edgy, ready-to-rock-and-roll Draymond Green, and that's what we got in this game today. No question. He's uh, invested emotionally, right? And look, Draymond 
he rides that wave. We all know people like that. They 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 walk that line, right? And we know when when Draymond's blood pressure is up, whatever you want to call it, when his feathers are up, that's when he can be at his best or certainly at his most dangerous. Now, sometimes his da- you know most dangerous can affect the team in an adverse way, but you'll take that, and that's kind of what Steve Kerr referenced even after the Charlotte game. Like, we'll live with that with Draymond. That's that's kind of the price of business because he does walk that line emotionally, you know, that that intensity line. And so we, we saw it tonight. Uh, and th- look, this team just needed a dub, J.D. It didn't need to be pretty as it turned out. They ended up being pretty. I mean, they scored 131 points against a really good defensive team. So you give them props for that. But uh, everybody bought in tonight. You know, I, I think there was a good vibe around the team. Couple of guys' birthdays, little matinee game. Uh, you know, you're back at home after a long layoff. Like the stars aligned. It, you know, it's always easy when you look back on it and say, oh, "I guess we should have seen this coming." And I'll give you credit, partner. I mean, you said in the pregame you would expect the Warriors to hang close. You said stay away from that point spread for the Jazz being a big favorite in this game. You were dead on, man. Uh, but it was just it, the stars seemed to align. And, and look, this team was like, okay, we've lost four in a row. We've hit a bit of a tailspin, but now they had, uh, you know, they were facing the proposition of dipping below 500 with the Lakers coming into town tomorrow. Now, I mean, what did we say at the top? Like, just win one of these first three, right? Win one of these first three, and you're guaranteed to be 500 when you head into Houston. Well, now they've done that, and I'm not going to say you're free rolling tomorrow night. I still expect them to come out and compete against the Lakers, but this is a this was their most important win of the year for me. Well, and it just it, it gets you now to a point where you can go out and you can play tomorrow and you know going to Houston, 20-20, and 20, that's the game you got to get. And you're, you also just wipe the losing streak away. Now now there's going to be some positive conversation about this team for a couple of days. You know, now there's going to be, hey, all right, Jordan Poole, what can he do? James Wiseman. You know, it, today's performance from Wiseman wipes away everything that happened on Thursday. I mean, it, it sure. wipes it away. Well, the COVID yeah. test, the benching, it's like, all right, big boy, now you're going to get your, now you're going to get your minutes. Go get it, big fella. And let's, and, 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 and he went and he performed. So it's now, he, he basically did what we talked about on the post game Thursday. It was, he took that aggression and he bottled how he played in that meaningless you know, mop up time fourth quarter uh, against the uh, against the Clippers, and and he did did it and played that same way against the best team in the league today. No question. And look, the only thing I'll say about Weissman's game today uh, is that he played twenty three minutes and had four rebounds. Like he needs to be more aggressive. Now he was going up against one of the uh, preeminent rebounders and best bigs in the game, and Rudy Gobert. I'm I'm hoping that he's down on the block taking notes, right? Seeing where Gobert is positioning himself, etc. But there was one sequence in the third quarter, JD, where uh, he he got the ball in transition and he tried to attack the basket and he fell. He like slipped and he thought. Maybe there was a foul, and nope, Utah comes the other way. A couple moments later, he he has a nice uh, nice cut to the basket. I think it was Steph found him. He lays it in, blocks Donovan Mitchell on the other end, and then in transition the other way has another finish at the cup. You're like, oh, that was a really nice sequence for James Wiseman. And basically every time we see the guy, as we talk about, he does something. There's some stretch of a game where you're like, oh, okay, like, that's special. That's what I'm talking about. That's why he's the number two pick. He had that stretch tonight, and it was after – he had, you know, kind of a couple of rough moments out there. So there's going to be bumps in the road, but I, I love that sequence where he got the layup, blocks Mitchell, really anticipated the shot well. And it was funny because 
my wife and I are sitting there watching the game, and I was kind of filling her in on Wiseman a little bit, and I was like, yeah, he's the guy with the red shoes down in the paint, and I'm pointing at him, and then I see Mitchell break, and she's like, ooh, was that good? Because, you know, he blocks Mitchell, and then comes the other way and scores. I was like, yeah, baby, that was good. Uh, so it was just kind of funny the way it all turned out. But, um, I mean, you can just see him getting more comfortable. So absolutely, the, uh, the missed test, it's all in the rear view, man. Like, things happen. Stuff happens. Keep charging ahead and keep trying to be great. What the hell else can you do? Yeah, and it it was a game where, where the Warriors did win a lot of big momentum-changing potential moments. You mentioned a couple of times where the Jazz could have hit a shot that would have put them ahead against that bench unit, and, and maybe it forces Steve Kerr to call a timeout, or uh, he's got to come back to Steph and Dre earlier, or we're talking about that bench unit you know, as a collective in, in a different light. Uh, there was you know Nico Mannion able to to get the poke away and the and the the long pass to pool for the layup. Uh, you know, a couple of those Jordan Poole threes that I mentioned earlier in the first half. Nico Mannion made a big three. I mean, they they salvaged it, and the Warriors had you know Andrew Wiggins hit a big three at a moment where it, it felt like, hey, maybe the game was starting to slip a little bit, uh, and you didn't want it to get tight down the tr- stretch. It was just it was just a game where the Warriors had all of the answers uh, against the the team with the best record in the league. Sure. An impressive, impressive uh, signature victory. Before we hear from Steve Kerr and Steph Curry. And even Clay Thompson, uh, as we get closer to 5 o'clock, let's get to Chris in Santa Cruz. Chris, you're next here with J.D. and Covey on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's up, Chris? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. Yep, we got you. I'm going through the mountains a little bit. Hey, uh, great, great win today. Um, it's – I. You know, I'm kind of watching some of the young guys, as I think all of us are, and we're hoping that they're going to continue to improve and, you know, get better and look towards the future. But it's kind of one of those years where it's like, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I personally continue to not believe in the Jazz or the Nuggets, for example. You know, the Jazz kind of do this every year where they show up and, you know, win 10, you know, double-digit games, whatever it is. But they're still that middling, you know, four or five seed. So, you know, we beat them, but I'm just kind of thinking – you know, I, I don't ever want to say tank, but I'm wondering if it's more beneficial to get a pick somewhere between 14 and 20, you know, maybe get lucky with the Minnesota pick, you know, drops to four and five. Uh, we get a wing, you know, and I'm just, I, I don't really know. I, I don't see us obviously doing anything this year. Uh, I personally don't see Damian Lee as a backup point guard or a backup two on a championship team. So now you see them running Nico Mannion out there, uh, Jordan Poole out there, and they're showing a few things. So, you know, I don't know. I just I don't think we're going to win the championship, but I think the fan base needs to kind of temper their expectations for someone like Wiseman, uh, Mannion, and Poole. Uh, because specifically when you talk about Wiseman, you know, I'm not a scout, but I, I think we're talking about somebody with better offensive skill set than somebody like Anthony Davis, who I think everybody – Oh, we're losing you there. We appreciate the the call uh, up in the mountains there, Chris. Thanks a lot uh, for for chiming in. I mean, it's a similar skill set. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, mean, Anthony Davis is is polished and the real deal and an all-time great. I mean, like like if James Wiseman can be 75% of Anthony Davis – He's going to have a hell of a career, and and look, I I think that the potential is there, and I think the skill set is there. Uh, you know, in the same vein, Chris is saying, "Hey, temper the temper the t- 
tip of the enthusiasm, but he might be better than Anthony Davis. So, hey, easy there, Chris. Easy. <laughs> right. We're talking about there, one of the Chris. preeminent bigs in the game. That's all. Yeah. Uh, as far as as far as the the tanking conversation, look, the Warriors aren't winning a championship. Like, I I don't know. Who thought the Warriors could win a championship this year? Like, I, I don't – I mean, I know there maybe are some Warrior fans out there on Twitter, but, like, we've been all over this. Like, this team wasn't going to win a championship this year. The Jazz, they strike me as a team that they're going to be in the mix and, and somebody's probably going to beat them, like the Clippers or the Lakers. I mean, that's – which will still be a hell of a season uh, for them. Uh, and, you know, next year we'll, we'll wait and see where they, where they are next year and, and where the Warriors are next year in the grand scheme of things. Um, you know, does that make them illegitimate? Uh, no, I think it makes them a pretty damn good team if they're a top, you know, if they're the one or the two seed in the West. I mean, them and Phoenix both. I mean, do I think them and Phoenix are going to win the title? Probably not. It's probably going to wind up being Lakers and Clippers or, or Lakers and somebody uh, because the Clippers have shown they can get beat by, you know, the, the Clippers have shown that, that, that they can get beat by a Denver or that they can get beat by a Utah. So, uh, you know, the Lakers haven't necessarily shown that, uh, obviously winning the championship last year. But as far as tanking with the Warriors, uh, no. You, you know, Stephen Curry is 33 and playing at, a, at an MVP level. You're not going to tank with, with Steph Curry out there, uh, and and really, you don't. The Warriors shouldn't have to. I mean, that's the that's the reality of this thing. The Warriors should be able to, and today's a perfect example. The Warriors should be able to go out there in my mind and win games here and there, like today, and and be 500 or slightly above. Call it a great season. Keep their pick at if it winds up being 15 to 19, let's say. And still take your chances with the Minnesota pick and still love where you're at, love the development, but also feel like you had a successful season when Clay Thompson went out for a second consecutive year on, on the day of the draft two weeks before training camp. Like all of those things can happen uh, and all of them can be tremendous positives for this team as they move to next year. The Golden State Warriors aren't tanking under any circumstance. I mean, what does that even mean anyway? Like, like rest Steph? I mean, come on. Like, that's never going to happen. They have the highest payroll in the NBA, and you laid it out beautifully, J.D. They're still set up regardless of whether they're the sixth seed and they upset somebody in the first round or they go out in the play-in tournament. They're still set up next year to be a very competitive team and a much better basketball team. And, you know, it's certainly – the stars have to align for them to get Minnesota's pick. But, hey, if it doesn't happen with Minnesota this year, guess what? Minnesota's going to be trash next year, too. So you're going to get a high draft pick maybe the year after. So either way, you hope that it's this year, of course, because, you know, there's only a few more years left in the prime of Steph and Clay, et cetera. But regardless, this Warriors team's in a good position. And are they going to be the, the prohibitive favorite in the Western Conference? No, not anytime soon. Everything's changed. That's okay. They're still going to be in the hunt, which is all you can ask for. But they need to win. They need to get into the postseason. And they need to, to dust off the 15-win season from last year and show that this team is back in the, in the conversation in the West. It, it, it really bothers me when, when, when people act like there's a value to – or there isn't a value to this team being 38 and 34. Like, if this team goes 38 and 34, to me, that's awesome. Of like, course. That's not, that, like, that's awesome. And, and you keep your pick, and, like, whether you're the sixth seed, like you said, and you, and you get in a first-round series or you don't, it'd be disappointing if you don't get to play in a first-round series. But, but that, like, to, to think that you have to either be terrible or contend for a championship, not for this, for a lot of teams, maybe that's true, but for this particular team with Clay coming back and the assets they have to build forward, it's not true. And, and to your point about last season, 
you want to completely eradicate any belief that that's any semblance of a, a hundredth of a percentage of your DNA moving forward. Right. Like, that was atrocious. And look, we all know the reasons why, as you've pointed out so beautifully many, many times, we all know the reasons why, but it was ugly, 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 ugly basketball. I mean, it's some of the worst basketball I've ever covered in 20 years of covering the NBA. Like, it was horrible basketball. To to be able to get Steph back and and implement some young guys and, and get a year with Wiggins and figure out what you got. If this team goes 38 and 34 and continues to be as competitive as they have been and don't fall off the table when they, when they've been close to, and today could have been one of those games that send you off the table, but there, but a couple of times they've been in that mode. They haven't, they've held themselves up. They've come up with a big performance in a big moment that pushes them back slightly over 500. I, I, they're not going to do it, but, People need to start seeing a value in this team just being a good, solid team. Absolutely. And that's for what they're trying to accomplish in the next couple of years. After only winning 15 games last year, the notion of, quote, tanking, uh, that does nothing for this basketball team. This season needs to be the springboard for next season, a la the way that Mark Jackson's tenure as head coach was the springboard for when Steve Kerr arrived and this team was ready to take the next step. Obviously, very different situation, but the premise is the same. This team needs something to hang their hat on moving into next season instead of, hey, Clay's coming back after a two-year layoff, so we'll be good, right? Doesn't work that way. This team needs to gel, and the guys that are out there, Steve Kerr needs this. Everybody needs this right now. And I guarantee you, you know who else needs this? Joe freaking Lacob, who got the Chase Center privately financed and is still shelling out the highest payroll in the NBA. That's who needs this. All right, let's hear uh, a couple of cuts here from the postgame Zoom rooms uh, following this one as the Warriors get the win over the Jazz, 131-119. to uh, Let's hear from Steve Kerr. One of the big storylines of this one was the play of Jordan Poole, James Wiseman, and Nico Mannion. Here's what uh, the head coach had to say about that trio. Yeah, I thought all three guys were great. You know, um, we are uh, we're kind of throwing them into the deep end a little bit. Um, yeah, but but we we love their their talent and their potential, and yeah, we also really like the way they play together. Um, they fit they fit well together because of James's uh, threat as a uh, dive man. You know, diving to the rim. Uh, both Jordan and Nico are good pick and roll players, and Jordan and Nico really have developed a good uh, synergy. You know, over the course of the season, they're good friends, and they you know, they went to Orlando, played really well together. So. I realize, um, you know, putting all three of them out there with that second group is, uh, you know, it's putting a lot on their shoulders, but um, there's a reason we're doing it. We we believe in those guys. And at this point, look, every win you can get in a game like this is another game, as far as I'm concerned, that you can you can keep sending them out there. That yeah. it, twenty like it takes a little bit of the pressure off if you're able to actually win games, especially against good teams with those guys getting regular role. 100%. And that now, as of two games in, Steve Kerr's decision to make this move has certainly been uh, been verified. So let's see what happens tomorrow night against the Lakers. Uh, it, it's kind of like when those guys are in the game, being able to hold the lead, right? It, or, you know, it, not, not fall too far behind. Kind of the same premise with Steve Kerr and using these guys going forward. Just keep holding the line, baby. 
All right, let's hear from Stephen Curry, the birthday boy, on his 33rd birthday as he goes for 32 points. Uh, he talked to Fitz and Kalena on the NBC Sports Bay Area postgame, uh, and he also singled out the supporting cast. I'm just enjoying the ride. Obviously, uh, our whole team played amazing tonight. We took it personally to come out and play aggressive, uh, focused defense. Um, everybody contribute. Wiggs, Draymond was triple double. Uh, Wise off the bench. And shout out to uh, you know Jordan Poole coming in and taking all that confidence from Orlando and bringing it you know to the to the bright lights and the big stage. And he played amazing tonight. Yeah, he, he was terrific and, and big plays in the second quarter and the fourth quarters, and, and it's exciting to see him get a chance to finish the ball game tonight. So uh, confidence and the ability to win, it all adds toward a, another opportunity for these guys to, to continue to grow. Uh, Clay Thompson met with the media today before the game, uh, and Clay, always great when he gets uh, a chance to meet uh, he had some pretty high praise for where he sees this franchise going and what he sees out of the youngster James Wiseman. Well, I anticipate us being right back in contention for a championship again. This year has been um, tough, obviously, with uh, the pandemic and, you know, so many new players on the team. And I love our group, though. I think we have a great group. These guys come to work every day. They're eager to be great players. And we still have so much basketball left to play. So although our record doesn't reflect how good I think we are, I think we will still make a run here and finish with a solid record and make a push in the playoffs. I love the guys on our team, and I love James's ability. I think James is going to be a perennial all-star one day. He um, doesn't know how good he is yet. I mean, who does when they're 19 years old? But he just has physical abilities and talent that you just can't teach. So James is going to hopefully extend this dynastic run for years to come because he has that much ability in, in him. So just under 90 seconds to go here, Covey. Warriors are back, according to Clay. Championship-level contention, and Wiseman's a perennial all-star. There you go. That's it. Would, That's... would you expect anything less from Clay Thompson other than to pump up his dudes? You know what that does for me? Every time I see Clay at the podium or, or see hashtag reporter Clay, you just miss him, right? I mean, come on. He's, he's my favorite dude in the NBA to cover on the floor, off the floor, living that life. We just missed the guy, man. So can't wait to see him get back there. I love when Steph dedicated the three-point shootout win to him at the All-Star game. So shout-out to Clay. Shout-out to Rocco. Get well, keep rehabbing, and we'll see you soon, baby. Yeah, good good stuff there. And uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure those comments are going to get a little bit of run over the course of the next 24 hours here uh, on 95.7 The Game. Quick turnaround for the Dubs. Quick turnaround for us. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Uh, thanks to everybody for – Sterling and Sam uh, and Arden for Ryan Covey. I'm John Dickinson. Uh, that'll do it uh, as the Warriors beat the Jazz 131 to 119. We are back tomorrow with Jim Barnett, 6 o'clock for Warriors Live tomorrow. Later tip off the Warriors and the Lakers for the national television audience. That game tips at 7.30, so 6 o'clock Warriors Live with Covey and JB uh, along with myself, John Dickinson. That'll do it. Uh, keep it locked right here. You're home for Warriors basketball. It's 95-7 the game.